Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, here we go. Now my guest is Bill Thielman. Got him standing by. Always appreciate him filling in for Keith Baldry on our Baldry Beat segment today. Okay, we start with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau here. Now <laughs> This guy's feeling the heat now, man. He's feeling the heat. Every time I look at Justin Trudeau now, I think this is a politician. is a dead man walking here. He's so far behind in the polls. And he's feeling so much heat here on cost of living. The federal carbon tax. Pierre Polyev, the conservative leader, is eating his lunch on this issue here now. Yet Polyev saying he'll scrap the federal carbon tax. Now what does Trudeau do here? He turns around. He announces... He will pause the carbon tax on home heating oil. Have a listen. Here's Trudeau. We have to make sure we're fighting climate change in ways that supports all Canadians. So that is why today we are announcing a three-year pause on the federal pollution price on heating oil so that we can give everyone the time and ability to switch to heat pumps. <laughs> okay, now... Three-year pause in the carbon tax on home heating oil from Trudeau. Let's check in with Bill Thielman now. Bill's a former Vancouver City Council candidate. He's a veteran BC political strategist and campaigner. Hey, Bill. Hey, Mike. Okay, what do you think of this? <laughs> I'm laughing like you are. Like This is just a cat on a hot tin roof. Holy smokes. You know, he's dancing, man. He's dancing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the reality is that once it's just like one of those uh, threads on your sweater, you pull on it and the whole thing comes unraveled. And we're already seeing that because this morning uh, or yesterday, uh, both BC's energy and environment ministers say they were caught by surprise caught by surprise, and this is not the way uh, they said, we expect better partnership with the federal government because of the surprise they found themselves in. And then they add, without de details, we will be taking action because there are British Columbians, of course, who are uh, actually using uh, home heating fuel as well. So all of a sudden, what happens there? Yeah, because here's the thing. The federal carbon tax does not apply in B.C., right? Because we have a provincial carbon own, tax, We have correct? our own carbon tax. Right. So now there will be pressure on the B.C. government now to, to, to do the same thing, right? It sounds, like they're, pardon me, it sounds like they're going to have to do that. When they say we will be taking action in B.C., I don't think they mean they're going to increase the tax in no. response. I think they're going to have to drop it. No. Now there's pressure on B.C. to do the same thing, to put a pause on the carbon tax on home heating oil. And Trudeau's done it for three years here federally but it sounds like british columbia here judging by the reaction from the provincial government they're not happy with trudeau that he's done this <laughs> no oh no i mean this mike gives you a pretty clear idea like bc has been one of uh, trudeau and the liberals strongest allies not simply because of the supply and confidence agreement that jagmeet singh and the federal ndp have with it, uh, prime minister trudeau but because they're more closely aligned on some issues like climate change and that's that's one of the big ones of course but um so you've seen and you remember lots of shots of the bromance between john horgan and justin trudeau and uh, so they've been bc and federal government have been kind of reliable allies in a sea of conservative premiers across the province across the country and so now it's like okay 
our good friends just pulled the rug right out from under us, and we didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, they did. it sounds like they didn't give any advance warning to British Columbia at all that Trudeau was going to do this here, cut the carbon tax on home heating oil. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, BC, they'll have to do the same thing here now. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. there's no question. Yeah, they're going to have to do that. There's just too much pressure here. But what does this say about Trudeau here now? How desperate is he? How worried is he here? He's stuck by his guns on this carbon tax for years. Now you got he's got Polyev breathing down his throat. So he well, starts cutting back the carbon tax. Yeah, your thoughts? I, yeah, I mean, Polyev was, I, I saw some clips from TV last night. Polyev immediately jumped on it, as you would expect any politician would, and just said, you know, this guy said, Trudeau was just kidding, just kidding when he said about this carbon tax, that he's only going to impose it after the next election. And that's exactly correct. I mean, there's, there's no way around that one. A three-year pause or suspension of a tax means it's coming back if you say, I'm killing it. So then, of course, uh, Polyev says, but me, I'll kill the entire carbon tax. Not right. just on home heating oil for the Atlantic Canada in particular, but uh, but uh, everything, gas, you name it. So yeah. I, the the thing that I think about, and you'll remember, and your listeners will probably remember, is we we know what happened when in the uh, uh, 2017 election when John Horgan or sorry Christy Clark came and said we're going to limit the the tolls on bridges, and John Horgan came and said no, we're just going to get rid of them. Well, yes. why would you vote for a partial cut on the carbon tax when you get the whole thing? Well, that's a great point. It's a really great comparator. And I suspect there will be, there could be continuing pressure on Trudeau to start scaling back this tax. But he won't eliminate it. This is just the start. Now, once once you open that Pandora's box, uh, proverbial Pandora's box in politics, anything can come out. And of course, I mean, the conservatives will just be jumping up and down in their seats in in the parliament for the next indefinite period say when are you going to get rid of the whole carbon tax now that said i I don't think trudeau's going to do that but i can't rule anything out at this point okay i'm looking forward to the calls on that one if you think bees british columbia should do the same thing cut the carbon tax on home heating oil let's listen to the governor of the bank of canada here bill this is tiff macklem this week of course (laughs) he uh, kept the interest rates where they are so no interest rate hike this was really interesting here though what he said about government spending and is excessive government spending contributing and causing inflation let's have a listen if all those spending plans are realized government spending will be adding to demand more than supply is going growing and in an environment where we're trying to moderate spending and get inflation down uh, that's not helpful it would be helpful if governments considered the inflationary impact of their spending decisions Okay, this is more bad news for Trudeau, I think, because this is basically a shot from the Bank of Governor, uh, Bank of Canada Governor, and Polly. I was speaking to Polly. He must love this. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, what you've got in addition to that is you got uh, Tiff Macklem saying, "Hey, David Eby, hey uh, Ford, and other premiers, butt out, stay in your lane, get out of my business." Well. EB immediately just hammered right back. And I mean, it's kind of an easy target to some degree. But, uh, you know, underlying all this on the federal side is who's the guy who said I would fire Tiff Macklin uh, as soon as I became prime minister because of his interest rate policies? That, that was Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives about a year ago. Yeah. So, you know, once again, uh, you know, some of these decisions and uh, starting to unravel in a different way for Justin Trudeau. Uh, look, I think EB and Ford and others. Have, there's no, uh, I mean, there's no prohibition that doesn't it doesn't eliminate or reduce the independence of the governor of Bank of Canada. But I think it's you know it's fair game to say your policies are hurting my constituents. Uh, that's pretty yeah. pretty common. So he, it was a tiff in a tiff. I think was going on there.
Yeah, no, it's interesting that Polyev has threatened to fire Tiff Macklem, but this week he was quoting him in the House of Commons here saying, look, oh, now he agrees with me. Government spending is contributing to inflation here. That, that's kind of interesting. Okay, let's finish up here with this dramatic police raid bill on the uh, Drug Users Liberation Front. So this is the group that have been bragging quite openly. We buy cocaine, heroin, crystal meth. We buy it on the dark web. We use cryptocurrency to buy these drugs, and then we test the drugs to make sure there's, there's no fentanyl in there, and then we distribute it to drug users. $200,000 in government funding to this group. They get raided by the cops. Let's listen in the B.C. legislature here. You'll hear B.C. United leader Kevin Falcon here going after the government on this. Mike Farnworth responding. Let's listen. Will the premier take full responsibility and accountability for the NDP's taxpayer-funded drug trafficking and ensure his government's absolute cooperation with the ongoing police investigation. In no way, shape, or form were any of those funds intended for the purchase of illegal drugs, and the member knows that. Bill Thielman, your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I, if you give money from, it came from Vancouver Coastal Health Authority, not directly from the government, but uh, when you give money to a group called the... I just last saying I called the drug user liberation front. I think you might be worried about where it's going to go. I mean, yeah. it's just. Uh, but look, part of the problem, of course, is we've got this mis mix match and uh, mix up of all the different policies we want. Uh, we've got safe supply. We've got methadone. We've got this. We've got that. These guys are coming out and saying, "Well, you know, we'll." Uh, I don't think like they're not. They're not uh, giant drug kingpins here they're not uh, dealers in the sense but they're saying well, well if you have if you buy it from us you'll know it's clean <clears throat> and of course the impurities the fentanyl, and all the other things are part of the reason why lots of people die so from that perspective i get it uh, completely but the idea <laughs> that they're buying this stuff and you can't buy medical grade heroin and cocaine and give it to people on the street that just doesn't happen so they're buying it from obviously drug dealers and uh, organized and, crime and it's the only way it can work i mean yeah. the, because you can't buy it legally as a uh, you know in that supply, in that quantity as a ordinary person so i'm i'm not i'm a bit surprised and i think also you know, again, we, I mean, we've also seen Vandu, the Vancouver area network of drug users, be hired for doing stuff and then get fired yeah. by Vancouver City Council. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know, if you're, if you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Let's listen to Eleanor Sturko here, BC United MLA. She's been the lead critic on the, against the government on the safe supply of drugs here. Former police officer. Listen to her rip the government here. Let's listen. So let's make one thing clear, that the premier subsidized an organization that not only used cryptocurrency to buy illegal drugs off the dark web, they funded an organization that was openly bragging about it. Think about that. Okay, pressure on BC now to cut the carbon tax on home heating oil. Hey, they better cut it on Fortis too and your natural gas too. Oh, they better they better not just say, oh, home heating oil will cut the carbon tax. What about natural gas? A lot of people heat their homes with natural gas. David in Port Moody. Hi, David. Oh, hey, Mike. How are you doing? Um, I was just going to uh, say what you just said. I mean, only 2.5% of the population of this country uses heating or, yeah, heating oil. <laughs> Nobody uses it. So, I mean, that's just a typical uh, Trudeau saying something and hoping it sticks when there's nothing to it. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing I was going to uh, the other thing I was going to say is in regards to um, 
um, not, uh, Tiff Macklin, um, just because Polyev says he'd fire him doesn't mean you can't agree with him when he makes a good point. So I don't know why you'd bring that up. Well, I just think it's a little ironic. Thank you. You know, after he said he'd fire the guy, and now he and now he's quoting him in the house. I take your point, though. Murray in Kelowna. Hi, Murray. Go ahead. Well, I was going to echo what both of you guys just said about getting it off of natural gas. And yeah. while they're at it, maybe BC Hydro can get rid of that other slush fund that they have, the rainy day uh, charge on your bill for if somebody doesn't pay their bill. Thank you, Murray, for the call. Bill, if they're, I mean, home heating oil, the, the callers make a great point. How many people yeah. use home heating oil? That means it's natural gas is the big one, right? Well, here, here's more breaking news. The, the president of the Propane Association is saying you better remove it, Trudeau. You better remove the carbon tax on propane because there are oh. 200,000 households use propane to heat their homes across Canada. Oh. And about oh. 30,000 of them are in Atlantic Canada. So now, like I said before, you pull the thread on the sweater and everything comes off. You'd be left with a pile of thread and no sweater here pretty soon. And how would you justify to someone saying, well, you use oil, which is frankly dirtier uh, than propane and definitely dirtier than natural gas. So you get a tax mm-hmm. break, but this guy across the street who uses propane doesn't get a tax break. I mean, that sounds like a legal action to me, but it really sounds like Trudeau's going to have to do further. Well, what about the carbon tax when I gas up my car or truck? I mean, yeah, that's killing yeah. me, too. Maybe you should cut that, too. Uh, well, you know, this is the problem with once you start changing policies in midstream without thinking it all through. I mean, it was political expediency. Obviously, Atlantic Canada, obviously the Atlantic Liberal MPs said, we're getting beat up on the doorstep here. You've got to do something, do it fast. And he did, but now you've got to figure out, oh, oh, unintended consequences. Oh, somebody else needs a cut, too. And, yeah, you know, so you get your home heating oil break, but you have to drive 30, 40 miles to your job. You don't get any break on that. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, well, here we go. Yeah, this is going to get deeper, I think. Jim in Surrey. Hi, Jim. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm going to be a parrot here and say that what exactly what percentage of the people in the lower mainland use home heating oil? I'll bet it's less than 1%. So once again, we get clobbered over the head with taxes to help what? Nothing. All he's doing is putting this good news information out there, and it does absolutely nothing to help the people down here that are struggling just to pay the bills at the end of the month. Yeah, right on, Jim. Thank you for that. He, they better cut the carbon tax on my Fortis bill here now. And don't be trying any kind of shell game on this now. Dev in Vancouver. Hi, Dev. Go ahead. Good, good morning. Uh, what I want to say is that, Bill, uh, you know, I, I respect you a great deal, but your friends in the NDP collect $5.8 billion in carbon tax revenue. $900 million goes to, to clean uh, clean B.C., now, you, I, I, I'm trying. I'm really trying hard, Bill. How is that helping me? I'm getting pounded every month when it comes to my natural gas bill. I'm getting pounded uh, because I am not rich enough to afford an EV. Uh, I'm getting pounded when I buy my groceries. Like, like you know, at the end of the day, 
Does anybody care about the people that are struggling every single day? Okay, and thank you. Thank you, Deb, for the call. Bill, we got 30 seconds here. Go ahead. Yeah, look, I, I opposed the carbon tax when the B.C. Liberals, now the B.C. United, brought it in in the first place, just to be clear. But uh, look, you know, if you replace uh, the, the – I don't agree with it, but the carbon tax revenue would have to be replaced by other taxes if you take it off because the government's dependent on these taxes. And, you know, that's, it's the same thing with the heating oil tax. If you take something right. off somewhere else, it's going to go back somewhere on another spot. Thank you, Bill. Thank you.